The Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 297. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I take your questions directly from the non-traditional pre-med discussion over at premedforms.com. If you haven't gone over there yet, go do so at premedforms.com. Sign up for an account. It is free. And then go ask your question again in the non-traditional pre-med discussion. That's where I take questions for this specific podcast. Before we jump into today's question, which is a doozy, I want to talk about Blueprint MCAT and the MCAT Minute. If you are taking the test come 2022, beginning of 2022, and you have 60 days or less to study, go check out the amazing collaboration between Blueprint and Sketchy. Tonight, as this episode is coming out, which you're probably not going to listen to this or watch this as this is coming out, Blueprint and Sketchy MCAT are both collaborating to show you how to take the MCAT, prepare for the MCAT, or exactly what you should be doing when you have 60 days or less to study. If you go to blueprintmcat.com, and search for 60 days or less, you will find the amazing content, uh, a workshop that I co-hosted for that. If you happen to be watching this uh, at the day this episode comes out or listening to this the day this episode goes out, if you go to blueprintmcat.com, sign up for the free resources, the live webinars, we have a webinar tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. So with that said, that's the MCAT Minute brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. Go check them out, blueprintmcat.com. All right, let's dive into our question today. Again, it's a doozy of a question, a really long one. So it's going to take a little while to read, but I think it's an important one to ask. Our question asker says, is it possible to argue a desire to be in medicine with little or no direct clinical experience? Side note, this is something that I argue about all the time and why I think clinical experience is the most important experience that you can get as a pre-med. They ask, I'm planning to apply this next cycle and am a non-trad pre-med. I have 10 years of working in my formal career in business accounting, several years before that in the restaurant industry, and a variety of volunteer activities, caregiving activities, shadowing hours, etc. The one thing I'm lacking is direct clinical experience. I live in a somewhat rural area where COVID is still not well controlled. I feel lucky to have gotten shadowing hours even with that. A lot of volunteer activities I do are related to healthcare, ICU volunteering, hospice volunteering, but are not patient facing. I realize that clinical experience is very important and I have tried to get direct clinical experience, but it simply has not worked out based on my schedule and demographics. I work a nine-to-five, Monday through Friday job, and am not in a position financially to quit my job. The whole goal has been to prepare financially for med school, so I am able to quit my job at that point. I've looked into patient-facing hospice, phlebotomy, scribing, medical assisting, volunteer MT, care companions, etc. The sense I get is that it is too much liability for companies to have volunteers be patient-facing given the pandemic. 
But if they were to employ you, they expect 20 plus hours a week. And that simply doesn't fit into my schedule. However, despite all this, I feel like I have gained a strong understanding of what clinical work would be like and have a desire for it. In part, I believe this comes with being a non-trad student and being in the workforce for several years. I've spent significant time working at a desk in non-client-facing roles. I know I really dislike this. I've also spent significant time in fast-paced work where I am on my feet and working with customers, some of whom are unhappy, and I really enjoyed this time of work. Furthermore, I have acted as a caregiver to multiple relatives and loved ones on a long-term basis, and I was not turned off by this type of work and what it entailed. The most recent experience I have in this area was the this past fall taking care of my elderly grandmother for about a month on evenings and weekends. Otherwise, I am far removed from my other experiences. I have volunteered at many flu clinics, checking people in, answering their questions, etc., and I really liked this interaction. My time with hospice, while not client-facing, has been so important because I have learned that while I not only like the type of work that would entail being a physician, I have recognized that issues of medicine and age and related ailments are something that are very important to me and I have heart for. Lastly, my volunteer time in the ICU, while not client-facing, has me regularly interacting with the nurses and staff and often comforting very distraught family members. And I realize that is another component of care that is significant. So while I'm not in a role where I'm checking in patients and taking their vitals and history each day, I feel like I understand what is involved with work in medicine based on my various experiences, and I want to be a part of all of it. The one thing I recognize I'm lacking is the actual knowledge that would come with being in such a job, knowing acronyms, recognizing standard medications, etc. But medical school teaches you all this. My shortcoming might simply be that I'm not starting on the same page as some of my peers, but I have some confidence in myself that I will rise to the occasion. So, all of that being said, do you think it is possible to express this to medical schools when I apply, or do you think I will be shooting myself in the foot to apply without direct clinical experience? I do feel there is knowledge and wisdom that comes with being a non-trad and being in the workforce that I know I didn't have as a traditional student. I simply wouldn't have had the insight and experience to place myself in these roles and know if I would like them or not. I would have had to go out and actually get a job in a clinic because how was I to know if I really enjoyed working with people that might come in miserable because they feel really sick? I hadn't worked much at all at this point. At that point, and had very little experience or run-ins with unhappy people in a profession in a, uh, in a professional situation, just to give an example. My other option is to wait a year to apply. I will be in a better position to quit my full-time job by fall of 2022 and could apply for a clinical position, but I'm also hesitant to do this because I recognize that time is not on my side. I want to maximize my time as a physician and seeing as I am older, time is already not on my side. All right, well, there you have it. It's a very long question. And at the core of it, the question is, if I don't have clinical experience, as this person is saying, direct clinical experience, if I don't have experience with patients, is it worth applying to medical school or should I delay 
get clinical experience once I'm in a once I'm in a better financial situation and then apply a bit a better financial situation to be able to take time off of work go down to maybe part time and then get a job in a clinical environment doing direct patient care and then apply to medical school the following cycle although as they mentioned they're worried that applying Another year later, time is not on their side. They're a non-traditional student. They're a little bit older, and they want to maximize their time working as a physician, which makes a lot of sense. So ultimately, this question comes down to, are medical schools going to believe this student knows what they're getting themselves into? That's always my argument when I say clinical experience is really important. That's the goal of it, to prove to yourself that you like it that you like clinical experience, that you like taking care of patients. And then you prove to the medical schools that you like it through your writing, through your storytelling, through your interviewing, et cetera. So the ultimate question to ask yourself, specifically for this student and for all of you watching and listening, is have you done enough to prove to yourself that this is what you want? Does someone sitting on the sidelines know what playing the game is like? They see it, but until you're actually tackled, do you know what it's like? They see it, they understand it, they hear it, but they're not playing the game. Do you know what it's like? I can't answer that question. I can't with a, a blank kind of broad statement say, if you don't have direct clinical experience, then you don't know what it's like and you shouldn't apply to medical school. I won't say that. I will say that it's probably a risk. One of the biggest reasons students don't get into medical school is a lack of clinical experience. As this student put it, direct clinical experience. I, I don't separate direct indirect because clinical experience is direct. You're interacting with patients. Now, maybe the student because they're saying direct clinical experience, maybe a lot of the things they're doing is clinical experience, but maybe they just don't think it's good enough, and so they're, they're discounting it, right? I don't know many people who volunteer in an ICU and volunteer with hospice who aren't interacting with patients. Like, maybe, I guess, you're like, oh, I volunteer with hospice in the office, like in admin. Then I would question, well, why are you doing that? Your time is obviously very limited. Why are you doing that? Go find something else. And yes, I know, COVID, blah, blah, blah. But there's somebody out there who will take you as a volunteer to do something. There are plenty of people out there right now, as we're recording this near the end of 2021, who are getting clinical experience through volunteering. Things are opening back up. Things are getting better. If you're vaccinated, you're boosted, you shouldn't have a problem finding a volunteer job at this point. People are getting shadowing again. Things are getting better. Now, obviously, tomorrow, Omicron, whatever's next <laughs> could be getting worse. Uh, and, and you never know. But my take is that if you're spending time doing things that aren't directly helping you, get into medical school when your time is super limited. I want to put an asterisk on that. When your time is super limited, 
then you should potentially drop those things so that you can focus on the things that you know are an issue, which for you in this situation is clinical experience. If your time is not severely limited, then sure, go coach soccer. I talk about coaching soccer all the time because I had a student a couple of years ago at a, at a conference say, oh, my, my advisor told me not to coach soccer because it's not medically related. And I said, that's baloney. Like, go coach soccer if you love it. Now, this person may love volunteering in the ICU. Like, that's their, that's their, their passion, even though it's not interacting with patients. They may love hospice volunteering, even though it's not interacting with patients. But when your time is severely limited, which this student's is, I would say it's probably not time well spent. So can you apply? Should you apply? That's the ultimate question. And I can't answer that. At the end of the day, this student understands if you apply to medical school without clinical experience, it will be hard to convince the medical schools that you have enough experience to prove that you want to be a physician. That's my stance. That's my take. And I've talked to lots of deans and directors of medical schools, and it's a very common understanding. If you cannot coherently tell me in your story, in your personal statement, and show me through, through your activities that you have an understanding of what it, what it is to be a physician and why you want to be one and what that journey looks like for you, then you're going to have a hard time getting in. And now I will say the one thing that may rescue this student, number one is COVID. Obviously, COVID has impacted everyone's ability to get experiences, at least from March 2020 to kind of where we're at now, although again, things are opening back up. The other thing that may help this student is the fact that they have caregiving experience with loved ones. And while it sounds like some of them are a little bit older, there have been some recent ones. Caregiving is clinical experience. So that can go on the application. And that may be enough to help the medical schools understand the journey that you've been on, help you understand well enough the, the goal of being a physician and why you want to be a physician. So really, at the end of the day, the only one who can answer, should I apply or should I not, is you. You can apply knowing that your weakness is clinical experience. You can apply knowing that after you submit your application, that's the time potentially that you can cut back your hours with your full-time job and go work a clinical job and send updates to schools that say, hey, I know when I applied, my only clinical experience was caregiving and here's what I've been doing since. You could apply in 2022 knowing that you're going to get the clinical experience. And if the update letters don't work, you can apply again in 2023 with a year's worth of clinical experience, hopefully. So it doesn't have to be an all or none. Obviously, time and money are a big part of this. It's going to cost money to apply to medical school knowing that your application probably is less strong because of that lack of clinical experience. And if you're okay applying in 2022, potentially knowing that you may have to reapply in 2023 because of that clinical experience and nothing else, then go ahead if you're okay with that. 
It's just time and money. So ultimately, the thing to think about as you're going through this process, as a non-trad, trying to figure out what to do, the right steps to take, is what am I comfortable with? What risk am I comfortable with? Applying knowing that my application isn't as strong as it could be if I just took one more cycle off? That's the question. And I can't answer that for you. I will tell you that my personal stance is that I am very conservative when it comes to telling students you're good to apply. I would probably tell this student, take a year off, get clinical experience. I just believe in clinical experience that much. Now, the student didn't really talk about shadowing, I don't think. So shadowing is also another big one. Maybe they have some shadowing experience. Uh, they, they do. Uh, they talk about some shadowing experience at the very top, which is why I forgot about it. Because uh, it was a very long question. Uh, but they do talk some sh about some shadowing at the, at the beginning. So the question would be, how old is that? How recent is it? Whatever. So lots of questions here. But ultimately, the answer only can come from you. Are you willing to apply with a less than perfect application? knowing that perfect applications typically don't exist anyway, but knowing that the blemish on your application is a very, very, very common reason for students not to be able to tell their story well and for schools to reject easily based on knowing that the student probably doesn't have enough experience to understand what they're getting themselves into. That's the question that only you can answer. And I will end it there. I hope you have a good week. Again, don't forget to go check out the amazing Sketchy MCAT and Blueprint MCAT collaboration. Go to blueprintmcat.com to check that out. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. This is MedEd Media.